Hi everyone, this is episode two of season four of BCCC Talks. Today we have Shay Godley and we're talking about balancing work and college. But first, here's the announcements. On October 2nd to the 6th, it's Disability Awareness Week. We have Chalk the Lock, Introduction to American Sign Language, Disability Awareness Bingo, and Resource Connection. Now here's more with Shay Godley. So I know you are very involved but how do you balance nursing with your other leadership roles? Okay. Um, well, I'm 27. Um, I think age pay, plays a, a great factor in balancing things. So I did want to state that first. Um, I'm a wife, so my marital status does, it does stand out a bit. Um, I am SGA president, which is a Student Government Association, Association on campus. Um, I am vice president of Environmental Alliance. I am a professional tutor at the TRIO Student Services. Um, Of course, I'm a student nurse here in the ADM program at BCCC. Um, And I'm also a full-time auntie. So I do a lot. Um, I also love to serve in different capacities. Uh, My church is also a very big commitment I have. Um, whether that's just attending or making sure I serve in the activities that we do to serve the community. Um, For example, we have a Hope House now, so we serve food um, about every three months. That's a big food drive that we have. Um, I also do a lot of um, going to Bible study. That also plays a part into church. I know taking up a full-time auntie job had to be a big change. So how was that transition? It's just a lot. I do, I, I do a lot. And honestly, sometimes I don't really realize that I'm doing a lot because it's usually things that I enjoy. And so I think that is the first step to balance is making sure you're crossing out the things that you don't like. I feel like we should not be committing things in our lives that we don't enjoy doing. I feel like if it's on your schedule and it's a major part of your life, it needs to feed into your soul. It needs to bleed who you are, because if you're going to spend your entire life doing it, you need to love it. You need to own it. You need to say, hey, I'm 80 years old and I, I lived a fulfilling life and I did all the things I wanted to do because I wanted to do them and not because someone else told me to. So that's the first thing is making sure you love all the things that you do. I think for me, maturity played a part. I think I had to sit down and become self-aware of my weaknesses first because I'm a big procrastinator. As you can see, I put a lot on my plate. And so sometimes I do that to a fault. I take on too much. And so I think becoming self-aware is your next step. It's knowing who you are. It's knowing this is my weaknesses. So what can I do to to combat this? You know, I think for me, Going into nursing school, I already struggle with change. That's another one of my weaknesses. Big transition, so me getting married, me becoming an aunt, uh, me going into the nursing field, all really, really big transitions. And all of them kind of happened around the same time. I I started becoming more involved with my, my niece around the same time I got into school, around the same time I got married. So all of these changes kind of came on really, really fast. And it can spiral me into pretty much like an emotional state of like the Energizer Bunny. And if you know anything about the Energizer Bunny, typically you will crash at some point. 
And so when I hit those crash points, I have to sit down and, and reevaluate how I got there. What in the world was I doing? You know, what did I do to prepare for these changes? And sometimes I'm not doing anything or I'm not doing enough to prepare. I think for me, nursing school has created more of a balance than it has thrown me off. Because the nursing program, let me just say, these instructors are amazing. I'm talking about they have everything color-coded. They have a calendar for four months out. They can tell you exactly what times you're going to be somewhere, what times you're going to get out, where you're going to go, how long it's going to take to get there, what gate to go in when you get there. I mean, it's just, it's an organizer's dream. So when I walked in, I'm like, I got this because they're organized. So I know where to place everything in my life now. So now I have this much time to spend with my niece on this day. I have this much time to create a date night for my husband. I have this much time for homework and studying. I have this much time for school, for church, for Bible study, for volunteering. Like I can now place it because nursing school has given me that blueprint. It's given me the just the layout of where I can place things in my life. I honestly don't know what I'm going to do after nursing school because the schedule is just so laid out. I'm like, this is perfect. I think it's squeezing things into your schedule that's kind of already, you know, there for you. So I didn't go out and choose a job that would require me to travel, you know, an hour or two away. I chose a job that is convenient. It's on campus. It doesn't require a lot of mental and physical work, so I'm not exhausted after I leave. I know taking up a full-time auntie job had to be a big change. So how was that transition? So I have a three-year-old niece. She is my brother's daughter. Uh, my brother is currently incarcerated. The family has had to step up. Um, unfortunately, my other siblings do not live here. Both, I have an older sister. She lives in a different state. She's in the service. She's in the army. I have a baby brother who's away in service. So it kind of just leaves me. And my mom, she's in a different city, which she's grandma. And so she can only come occasionally. I'm the closest. My niece lives on the same street as me. She's only about 30 seconds away from my house. So that leaves Auntie Shay. Um, starting nursing school, I looked at my schedule and I said, wow, like, how am I going to spend the same amount of time with her? And the reality was, is that I can't. All of my empty spaces goes to her. Yeah, especially knowing your background with child psychology and just psychology in general, it has to be difficult knowing the effect of not having a parental figure. It has on a child and it's even more difficult knowing that. It's a child that you're very close with. It's very hard. That is what originally led me to psychology, which is just all full circle to OBGYN and everything. Like, I feel like our life experiences kind of guide our careers. And when I look back, I really, really struggled emotionally. And even now, like, I feel like I have to remind myself to put down that guard, to put down that block of where you don't feel protected as a child because your parents aren't there. I feel like I needed that to get me where I am. And that's what led me to psychology in the first place. I want you to know me for me. I want you to know my story. Overall, why are you motivated to go towards leadership? Was there anything that changed your mind or to motivate you in general? Leadership has actually like been something I've been afraid of for a very long time. You know, people tell you things like, oh, you should do this or you could 
do this or why don't you do this? And the underlying factor of that is just fear. And so for so long, you know, I've had skills of, you know, just effective communication and, you know, getting people together to have a good time and, you know, making the right choices, always being the mom friend of the group, you know, things like that just kind of stick out when I think about, you know, just my life overall. And for the longest time, especially when I was at ECU, I would not take on uh, any leadership roles. Um, I did for a very short period. I was vice president of our of my fraternity, Alpha Phi Omega, which is a service fraternity. And during that time, my life was so hectic, balancing finances and just so much schoolwork. It was just excruciatingly like draining. I couldn't even really bask in the role of being a leader, being vice president of the frat. When you can teach and be taught, that is leading because you want to be able to teach people but you want to be a leader that people can come to and say, hey, I heard what you said and I think maybe we could go this way with it. And you're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Thank you for adding to what I have. Like I have to show my skill, I have to show my talent, I have to get out there. I gotta stop hiding my face. I gotta stop hiding on campus and not attending meetings because I'm afraid of you know who's gonna be there and they're gonna ask me to speak, like all the things that would hold me back. I'm like, I got to get over this because I'm looking at 27 like I'm about to be 30. And I'm still afraid of leadership roles. Why? Like, what is the underlying fear? And it's just always the not feeling good enough, you know, not feeling like you're capable, you know, not feeling like you have the support. You know, since I've gotten to the opposite side of that now, it's like I'm ready to go in full force. Getting that email like, hey, you got to end what on my first time like is this really happening like I've got something in me that people need to know and I don't have to hide it like it's time to show up and show out now well it was wonderful to have Shay Godley with us follow the podcast for more episodes throughout this season